Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mental Sweet Spot. We've got a more timely episode today. We wanted to jump in here and talk to you all about what is going on with this virus and all the cancellations and our lives as we know it turning it upside down. Um, I will preface by saying this is not going to be about whether or not uh, we think people are overreacting. Um, this is about it is what it is and we are where we are and how do we deal with it the best we can. Um, so I'm just going to ask Alicia to share her experiences um, in the middle of all of it, coaching, um, and then I'll just chime in as we go. You ready, Leash? Sure. Again, I don't know why I call you Leash. I don't either. Shorter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and heads up, Connor's here. You'll hear him in the background. Hey, Connor. <laughs> uh, all right, so start from the beginning. So when you first kind of realized that season was most likely going to be at least postponed. Mm -hmm. uh, what were some of the things that went through your head and then some of the combos you've had with your girls? How were they dealing with it? Sure. Well, it started uh, early last week. I think it was probably Tuesday when um, I got a text from one of my former players that had told me about the Ivy League canceling all spring sports. So uh, I have a former, another former player of mine that is uh, plays at Columbia in the Ivy League, obviously, and she's a senior. So I knew I knew she would probably be really upset and her career ended, which obviously she's not alone. That happened to many, many, many spring sport athletes and, as you know, many softball players. So um, I called her right away before I went to practice, uh, my own practice, because we just started March 9th here in Michigan. So it, it was a very surreal conversation. She was bawling. She was a mess. She's like, it just happened in the middle of practice. We were supposed to leave for Oklahoma tomorrow. And it was really hard for me to hear her so upset because, because I think the thing I think as coaches is we want answers, right? We want to help them through something. But as coaches, it is also something completely new for us, right? I've, I've seen many, many coaches uh, on Twitter saying they've never had a harder conversation with their teams, right? Especially at the college ranks where their season just ended and um, all the expectations. I can't even imagine uh, the basketball players getting ready for March Madness. Um, that's, I, I can't believe what kind of conversation that, that could be, right? So I was putting myself in, in, in those shoes. So at the time, high school had, hadn't been touched. There wasn't really talk of a whole lot of school cancellations yet. Um, but, I, but I knew, as, as we all know, each day the, the news changes. Um, and I, I did on Wednesday uh, kind of prepare my team on Thursday. Excuse me, Thursday was our first practice as teams. We had made cuts on Wednesday. So I, I had a conversation with my team to prepare for the real possibility. Um, I didn't know what would happen the next day, but I said, we just need to prepare for the real possibility. This literally could be your last practice. So we need to practice like it, like it is your last practice. And saying the words, I, it was kind of like an out-of-body experience. I'm saying the words, but I, I don't know if I believe it. And it's very surreal, right? Because you just, it, it's just new for everyone. Um, a couple of the seniors got teary-eyed. They can't do that, coach. We will, <laughs> we will, we will call the, whoever we need to. We'll write a letter. And I said, guys, this is the, the thing. It's completely out of our control. We can't control any of it. And we just need to really kind of focus on practice today. So then we had our parent meeting on Thursday night. We talked about it as a parent group also preparing for the possibility. Um, 
And then of course, Friday here in Michigan, they decided to close all the schools and everything was canceled instantly. Practice scrimmages, um, you know, everything just stops. So I've gone through a lot of emotion myself, um, trying to pray that it's only postponed and that we have a chance to pick up later. Uh, currently our schools are only closed for three or four weeks. So it gives us a chance, I think, but you just never know. Um, and the kids instantly texted me on Friday, coach, you want to get together for practice. We'll find a different field. We can't not be together. We'll plan sleepovers and team dinners. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, yes, <laughs> but I knew, I knew that that wasn't, that wasn't the right thing to do. Um, had a really good long conversation uh, also with my GV coach, because we're both really torn. We're just getting started. We, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to be into it, but for us, it's, it, we only know our world, right? So we're just getting started. We're getting excited. We're just made the teams and, you know, we had a long conversation and we knew what the right thing to do was. Um, so I sent a really long text to my kids. Um, the gist of it was, uh, I know that you guys have been planning things, but we shouldn't. We really need to respect the whole idea of social distancing. Um, this is way much bigger than softball. You are not, um, by, by doing these things, I understand that you're making, I guess we would call them sacrifices, right? Um, Coach Hutch was awesome with her, um, with her speech and the things she said, right? We, are, we have to make these sacrifices for the better of our community, uh, the better of our cities and states and nation. And I think that that is a very big, big idea for a lot of these kids, right? No matter, and even adults. So we talked about um, being leaders in the community and that we had to respect this, this process and that we really needed to just focus on following these guidelines and not getting together. I said, I want to be with you guys just as much uh, to work through practice with you, to have team dinners, to talk about our notebooks, uh, get started on reading books and the things that we had planned. But it's really, really important that we take a step back and realize this is the best thing for our community. And I expect that you guys be leaders in the community when we, when it comes to this. So um, a lot of, a lot of the players sent hearts and said, we know this is the right thing to do. Um, but I still think from our perspective, we still are kind of hanging on to hope that we actually still can play. Um, but that's, that's for me personally with, with my team, the whole other side is how I'm, how I'm, I personally am struggling with it because like many other coaches, I was supposed to have practice and I was supposed to have a scrimmage. I was supposed to have this and supposed to have that. And now I'm, you know, my daughter who is 10 is home from school, obviously. Um, I've made a few trips to the grocery store and kind of stockpiled more than I ever have before. But I, but I realized too, that if I'm going to say these things to my kids, I need to live that too. I need to live the social distancing and kind of, you know, just prepare to be kind of isolated for a while. But I think that I'm going to encourage my kids, you know, to, to keep up with their physical activity because I think that's really important for them and as well for myself, but it's kind of surreal. Like it doesn't seem real. <clears throat> It doesn't seem real because this is um, like many other coaches, you're, you're used to doing things in the spring and here it is the middle of March and I'm sitting at home and it's a, uh, it's very, it, it's very challenging mentally for me already. Uh, I've only been in this for four or five days and know that I have to do this for the next three weeks at a bare minimum, but there's the, also the very high possibility that it will be for the next couple months and we won't play at all. 
I think all that brings up so many good points. And I want to first just start with like people who don't play sports probably don't get it. Um, Like, oh, big deal. You're just not playing. Get over it. Like there's bigger things. And yes, logically, there are bigger things. And we do realize that. But emotionally, it's a part of you that you technically have just lost. It's been taken away from you completely out of your control like we can see like everyone at first is trying to like well yeah but well maybe well we'll we'll call someone Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah i'm sure even that someone like i know a lot of people are bashing at ncaa i'm like "Mm, totally get that we like need someone to blame in that like stage Mm -hmm. of loss but then when you get to the point of realizing like god nope this really is Like an infant who doesn't know mm-hmm. why I can't have <laughs> this microphone in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> we eventually come to the, not like realization, but like acceptance. Like, okay, I accept that this is the way it is and I have to move on. But I think the first thing we do is realize that it really is that big of a deal for us. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It is a big deal for them. And I think... I think anyone who's played played a sport, regardless if it's a highest highest level or not, right? Like these kids only know this. The college kids only know all that they've put into it to get there. Uh, professional athletes are also at that same same place, right? Where it, at least for high school and college, like when your high school career is over, it's over. You can't go back. When your college career is over, you most likely most of them are done playing for good, right? So, I think that when that's all that you know, that's the hardest part. When that's all that you know, it's how do you adjust to that is very, very difficult. And I think that um, it, I think that there is, it totally is a loss. It totally is a grieving process. And I, and I can't imagine what it would be like to lose a career that way. Um, I get to come back and coach next year, right? So um, my heart would, would just absolutely break for those seniors or my, my former players that are senior, seniors now or any other senior in the situation where they don't get another chance to come back. I know they've granted, I think another year of eligibility, but I think it's just the point where something is so completely out of your control. There's literally nothing you can do. That's the hardest part for, I think players and coaches to grasp sometimes, but, but what I've seen um, from many, many programs around the country is collegiate softball programs is the amount of um, amazing leadership coming out of those coaches and, and trying to put their, their best foot forward and putting in perspective and kind of grieving with them. Absolutely. Cause the next point is like, well, you decide you either sit in it and Mm -hmm. it's terrible and it feels like crap and it's borderline depressing. Um, A lot of people are feeling anxiety. Like this is a real thing, but at some point you get to choose, all right, I'm going to find some way (laughs) to get by, get through whatever it feels like in the moment, something to, all right, let's focus our sights on something else. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you're doing with your girls? We talk about control the controllables and it seems Mm -hmm. like, ah, whatever in sport, but then you're like, oh dang, this really is real life. And we always talk on this show about we're training athletes for the real world and it just got thrown in our faces so here's our first test of really Mm -hmm. (laughs) teaching them these lessons what are some things you're doing uh virtually uh with the girls since you are staying away um to help them 
control the controllables, find something else to keep their minds on. Yep. So we are working on right now setting up uh, all the kids with uh, a Skype accounts. So we could do a Skype kind of with the whole team, uh, the whole program, however we choose to do it. Uh, we're going to have both where we do program wide things and then team specific things. So there's a lot of things that I want to cover with them. I had some activities for them. I've already had them starting collect pennies. Um, so it became a competition. The interesting thing is that wasn't my intention, but that's what it turned into. I said, just your goal for today or your task for today is to go find as many pennies, scrounge around your house as you can find. So, you know, I found three, uh, one kid says I went crazy and found a thousand fifty four. So it became a competition, which is okay. You know, that's one little thing that we can do. Um, like I said, the competition was unintended, but it became one. So I'm like, okay, how can we do things like this? to at least keep the competitive spirit alive, right? So once we uh, have them set up today, actually we're gonna do that today, get them set up with the, their accounts. Then we're gonna go through um, some basic mental training. We're gonna keep, uh, we're, we have a book that we wanna go through and just have like a book club for them to talk about um, and just keep them really engaged. Um, I've already encouraged them to keep up their physical training because they work so hard for the last three or four months. They're in really good shape and I don't want them to lose that. Um, but I also feel it has dual purpose clearly to keep them moving and to keep their, their minds off things. And I think that's just an overall benefit. So uh, I would like the kids, you know, as we go through this, I want the kids to come up with some activities so they can find some fun things to do. And I'm sure it's going to evolve. I mean, but the intention is to get them together at a dedicated time, so they still have some sort of uh, normalcy as far as we can do is uh, do, uh, you know, with, with time, we'll, we'll have it same, maybe practice time every single day. We'll be the same uh, virtually and this give them something to do. They can also see each other and interact with each other, which is a, that's another big loss. I think for the, the girls, right. Is that they don't get to see their teammates and interact with them uh, every day. Like they're used to. Exactly. And I think that's the first thing that came to mind to me is we talk so much about culture and like the real things that you play for, right? Like that's what they're really going to miss. They could give a whatever about what drill they're doing or like, like they want to compete. So they'll compete for the dang pennies. <laughs> like, right. Right. A, how did somebody find over a thousand pennies in their house? What are they doing with all those pennies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but be like, that's it. It's, it's the competition. It's the camaraderie. It's the feeling of belonging. So with all the other like fun little things you can do with book clubs and like all the actual activities, what like culture words would you focus on now that you can totally accomplish virtually? I would definitely focus on um, family. I think that that's one really important one that we can focus on. Um, in, in just being united with something, right? It, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the field. I, I don't believe in order, them for, in order for them to feel those types of things, right? Or to feel a part of a family or to feel united. Um, even though it's not, they're not physically together, um, I really think they can feel those types of things and, and feel bonded over that. And I guess past that is say season's gone gets canceled it gets pushed out too far they decide like nope it's just not going to happen this year what lessons do you want your girls to take from this experience that you had wanted them to take out of 
a run for a state title. I think at the end of the day, it's truly in life. We should, we should never take anything for granted. And I think that we say that we say practice or play like it's your last practice or play like it's your last game. And we say that, and it's really hard because we only really get hit with something like, Oh yeah. When you have a season ending injury or you, you know what I mean? When you, you haven't expected last game or at least generally, right. When you're a senior, for example, or, you know, also the freshmen who just made varsity, you know, they, they had one varsity practice. And so when you say these types of things, it, it really puts it in perspective because if you truly don't think, take things for granted and you can go to practice and truly just enjoy being with your teammates and practice as absolutely hard as you can, like it was your last one. If we did that all the time, I think just in general, I think that's the lesson I would have them have them learn. And I think, it, and also secondly, I think because of this, uh, I, it's an unintended consequence, but it's a really good one. Maybe a second order consequence is a better word. Um, we should be spending a lot more time with our family. And I know that that is right now a different setting for me to be at home so much. And I'm trying to, to put it in a positive spin as a negative spin because I am so busy all the time and I like to be busy and I'm, I've got my things to do and I have my coaching and I have this and I have that. It's not that I, it's not that I don't like spending time with my family. It's not the right thing, but it's right. I'm going to try to treasure this a little bit differently because normally in the springtime I'm coaching Taylor's playing soccer you know, we both have full-time jobs and that kind of thing where it takes away from this family time. So today Taylor and I just talked about, let's, let's try to find something to do together every single day where it's always the same. You know, maybe we play a game together. Maybe we read together. Maybe we do something. And I would never have this time um, if, if I wasn't in this situation because I'm forced to. So I think for those two things, I think just don't take things for granted. We, you know, we don't, we don't want to take our loved ones for granted. We don't want to take the the fact that we actually have a have an amazing sport to play and that we love to play it and that we're blessed with these gifts and talents and all these people around us. And I think that's really what it boils down to. God, that's so true. And so good. Like even in my little world, like, dang it, I don't get my two hours at the Y. You heard me talk about this before, but like leaving coaching, at least for me, was a choice. And I still had those moments of like, oh my identity is uh, completely different blah 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 <laughs> like mm-hmm. it shakes you and it like messes you up for a minute and then you realize okay <laughs> I could choose something else now and I think that's really powerful to say like oh dang I can choose more of my family mm-hmm. yeah and I, and I think for coaches too we have our own our own process that we're going, that we, that we have to go through, right? Like, or that we will go through if we're not already there. Sure. And, and I think my first, my first initial reaction and my first initial uh, focus was, was the kids, which I think as, as a coach, you do that as a parent, you do that, right? That's that's Mm -hmm. their focus. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And I think that 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 was definitely where my focus was in the very beginning and I haven't seen them th- since Thursday and it's already Monday and I feel like it's been three weeks. So now I'm forced to <laughs> deal with my own stuff basically, right? Exactly. Deal with my own, <laughs> my own grief, so to speak, right? And my own um, frustrations over everything. 
and my own rationalizing in my own head how this how important this is and and what kind of message then should I be crafting to my players to make sure that it's from in the right place from the right place I mean and and also sending the right message and that's what I did last night oh that's a very good point I was just reflecting on like how I always make light of everything like I always just make a joke out of something, even when it's something really serious or like try <laughs> to find the silver lining. Whatever. That's just how I cope. And some people cope, like they get real angry. Some people want to like go internal and just like have some alone time. Other people like need to be with others. So I think being really aware of how we personally deal with like losing out on something that we really, really care about. I think then knowing, okay, well, how's this going to reflect to my girls? Like, am I being a good example? Is me making a joke of something like this going to be taken as like, gosh, and I'm taking it seriously. And like Mm -hmm. just being aware of that could just combat some of the misunderstandings that might happen. Um, And then also be a really good example for your girls of like how you deal with tough things reveals a lot about you but then it also kind of just allows you to work through it so hey maybe you had a really rough reaction to this and you got really angry or you got really anxious or depressed and your mood was off doesn't mean like oh well I need to step it up because we talk in sports like you got to be able to deal with the tough things yeah but not necessarily immediately (laughs) right um so I think that could be another lesson you take through this um, like working through all of the things together and also just admitting like we coaches are working through it too. Right. Right. And I, and I think that that was what I had to kind of work through this weekend in order. I needed to work through that personally in order to effectively craft the best message that I could that came from the heart, but was also hopefully powerful. Isn't the right word, but maybe it is like just in order to help them as best as I know how and to make sure that they heard from my heart and heard from from me knowing how important this is and why it's important and to hopefully help them see the bigger picture. Absolutely. Are there other tips you have for coaches going through this or maybe even for yourself as we continue um, (laughs) to discover new frustrations of uh, being quarantined for lack of a better word? other ways to like get through it when you're missing your girls and missing these things that you love so much? I think for sure, uh, reaching out to them virtually and setting up some sort of virtual uh, meeting. Uh, I think will that personally will help me and I think it will help the girls. I know it will help the girls tremendously. Um, and practicing my own mental toughness, I need to make the right choices. And you know, some, some hours of the day, I'm pouty. And I'm just pouting because I'm just mad. Guess one, it's okay because I recognize and notice the emotions and be okay with it. But also then making the choice to step out of it. So today I was pouty and I went downstairs into my basement to do a workout. So I made that choice and and came up with a little bit better attitude. Um, but realize that your girls are going to go through all sorts of things too and, and allow them to feel that it, it's okay and there is no right answer there, there. So I think it's just working through that with them and helping them also sharing with you, them how you are feeling. Oh, I love that. 
Well, if anybody listening wants to ask any questions or just honestly vent um, anything, join us in our group. We're there all the time. It's the Mental Sweet Spot Coaches Club on Facebook. Or reach out via email. It's Mel or Alicia at mentalsweetspot.com. Um, and then also as a heads up, uh, we'll be recording something with Joanna Lane of the NFCA uh, to give more like actionable, tangible ideas for things to do with our athletes to keep them engaged, keep in touch, kind of just stay connected with our girls. 